It is December. It's just December the 4th. But we're already talking about Christmas, aren't we? Christmas music started on the radio long before Thanksgiving. We've already had the second busiest day of Christmas uh, shopping. It's called Black Friday. You know what the number one traditional biggest shopping day is before Christmas? No, it's the Saturday before Christmas, whenever that hits. So that'll be the day before Christmas this year, I guess. Uh, uh, Last week was the first Sunday of Advent. We're getting into this Christmas. I mean, beautiful Christmas tree sitting up here. Uh, I mean, just uh, here we are. But I have another reason to talk to you, because I believe if you want to do something well, it's easier to do it well if you get a good start, okay? And we want to get a good start. Christmas is 21 days away, so if I get a good start now, maybe, just maybe, I will keep Christmas well. But how do we do that? How do you keep Christmas well? You know, I know really, really good Christian people that do know the Lord, and yet, if you ask them what doing Christmas well means, it means having all the decorations up and those decorations looking nice. That's important to do Christmas well. Or does it mean, uh, you know, getting all the right presents for all the right people on your on your list? Or making sure Christmas dinner is delicious and ready right on time? Uh, maybe it's just as simple as just having all the family together and being able to, to see our loved ones. Or maybe all of the above for some of you. You see, Christmas is largely what we make it. Now, you may sit there and say, Now, Pastor, that's blasphemous. I want to tell you something. You need to hear what I'm saying. Christmas is largely what you make it. Christmas is largely what you make it. God the Father sent His only begotten Son, born of a virgin, to a quiet hamlet called Bethlehem over 2,000 years ago. That is a historical fact. Nothing that we will do will ever change that. But this thing we call Christmas is truly what we make it. And as we move forward this morning, I want you to think about what are you going to make Christmas in your life this year? What is Christmas going to mean to you. For Christian churches, the first three centuries, Christmas was not in December. In fact, it was not on the calendar at all. Did you know that? The first three centuries after Christ, Christmas did not exist. And if it was observed at all, the celebration of Christ's birth was usually lumped with the Epiphany on January the 6th, one of the church's earliest established feasts. Some church leaders even opposed the idea of a birth celebration. One of the great early church fathers, Origen, preached that it would be wrong to honor Jesus Christ in the same way Pharaoh and Herod were honored. Birthdays were for pagan gods, not for the real God. So we shouldn't do that, is what his argument was. Now, not all of Origen's contemporaries agreed with Christ's birth, that Christ's birthday should not be celebrated, And some of them began to speculate on a date. Uh, Actual records are lost, and so, uh, you know, we don't know exactly. But Clement of Alexandria favored May the 20th, but noted that others had argued for April the 18th, April the 19th, or May 28th. Uh, Hippolytus uh, championed January the 2nd as Christ's birthday. The eventual choice of December 25th, uh, 25th, 
came maybe as early as about 273 A.D. And it reflects a convergence of Origen's concern about pagan gods and the church's identification of God's Son with the celestial Son. December 25th already hosted two other related festivals, Natalis, Nolus, Solus Invicti, the Roman birth of the unconquered son, and the birthday of Mithras, the Iranian son of righteousness, whose worship was very popular among Roman soldiers at the time. The winter solstice, another celebration of the sun, fell just a few days earlier. So seeing that pagans were already... Uh, they were already exalting deities with some parallels to the true God, church leaders decided, okay, we're going to take this pagan uh, holiday and we're going to commandeer it for Christian purposes. They chose December 25th and they named it Christmas. Western Christians first celebrated Christmas on December 25th in 336 A.D. after Emperor Constantine had said that Christianity would be the favored religion of the Roman Empire. Most Easterners eventually also went to December 25th, but the Armenian church, and now if you go into that part of the world, the Roman, I mean the uh, Russian Orthodox Church or the Eastern Orthodox Church still uh, celebrates on uh, January the 6th. A few years ago... uh, church that I pastored for many years, we had an ongoing ministry with a, with a um, orphanage over in the tiny country of Moldova. It's between the Ukraine and Romania. It's right there in the middle. And they're Eastern Orthodox over there. And so we went over there for Christmas. So we got to have Christmas here on December 25th, and then we got to go and have Christmas Eve and Christmas again with them in January. It was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we also went to a... Uh, a, a Russian Baptist church in Moldova. And it was Christmas Eve. And they had a children's choir up there. And they, I, I mean, it was beautiful. We couldn't understand any of it. But it was beautiful, right? And, and I kept asking our translator, I kept saying, um, you know, what are they saying now? And she would say, well, they're talking about the angels, pastor. Or, you know, what are they saying now? They're talking about baby Jesus, pastor. You know, and, and she kept on going. And, and, and I guess I asked too much. I guess she got tired of answering me because I asked, what, what are they talking about now? She looked at me and said, they're talking about Christmas, pastor. <laughs> I said, okay, okay, I get it. <laughs> I get it. But we were supposed to eat dinner. You know, we, we had it all set up to eat dinner at a certain time. And I was looking at my watch and I'm thinking, wow. And, and we had been there about two hours already. And I said, uh, so how much longer is this going to last? And she said, uh, about two more hours, Pastor. And I said, uh, well, I'll tell you what. Next time we stand up to sing a hymn, we're all sneaking out the back so we can make it to dinner. And that's what we did, you know. But uh, anyway. But, you know, Christmas is what we make it. Many of our Christmas customs have pagan origins. A gift giving from the Roman... Uh, Saturnalia, I can't say that, but that's, you get the gist. Lights and charity from the Roman New Year. Yule logs from from Teutonic feasts. Uh, Many naysayers say Christmas is paganism just wrapped in a Christian bow. 
And yet, even our American forefathers, who were very religious guys, very religious, were so much against Christmas that celebrating Christmas was literally illegal in New England from 1659 to 1681. It was illegal. You could get thrown in jail for celebrating Christmas. Why? Pretty simple. They saw it as a pagan holiday, and guess what? Find Christmas in the Bible. You see, we say we can find Christmas in the Bible. They say, yeah, you can find the birth of Jesus in the Bible, but you can't find the celebration of Christmas in the Bible. So if it's not in the Bible, we ain't going to do it. And so they made it illegal. But from the very earliest days, Christians have, have generally viewed attempts to reshape culture, including holidays, as a positive thing. Uh, a theologian in 320 A.D. said, We hold this holy day not like the pagans because of the birth of the Son, but because of the one who created the Son. That's why we celebrate. So Christians, I say to you today, Christmas is truly what you make it. And I want to ask you very quickly this morning, what are you going to make Christmas in your life this year? You see, I think there are three very simple ways that people keep Christmas this year. And I want you to be very honest. Which one of these will describe you? What is that? I'm just going to say, if that's not Jesus calling, you need to hang it up, okay? All right. Three ways that people keep Christmas. Which one will best describe... Not, not, not what you want to describe you, but what will truly describe how you keep Christmas. I, you know, oh, come let us adore Him. Well... I believe there's a group in our society today that they look at Christmas and they say, Oh, come, let us deplore Him. Oh, come, let us deplore Him. Many want to take Christ out of Christmas, don't they? Why? I mean, they, they want Xmas cards instead of Christmas cards. And don't give me this idea that, that Kai in the Greek... You know, that starts Christmas, starts, you know, looks like an X. Don't give me that. Most people that say Xmas want to take Christ out of Christmas. So why do they do that? See, we need to understand as Christians that the whole idea of sinful man needing a Savior, that's just a disgusting idea to the secular world. I don't need a Savior. I don't need anybody to save me of my sins. Why? I don't believe in sin. I believe in self-actualization. I believe in growth. I believe in man taking care of him, fellow man. But don't give me this whole idea of sin. And so, you know, our world today doesn't like to think about sin. One atheist was quoted as saying, and I quote, At this season of the winter solstice may reason prevail... There are no gods, there are no devils, there are no angels, there is no heaven nor hell. There is only our natural world. Religion is but a myth and superstition that hardens hearts and enslaves minds. That's the way a lot of our world sees 
reality today. They don't see the need for God. Did you know that there's an American atheist society that puts up billboards all over the country? Yeah, dear Santa, all I want for Christmas is not to have to go to church anymore. I'm too old to believe in myths, is one of their billboards. Another one said, you know, and these go up and people see them. When Herod heard of a king born of the Jews, what happened? He was disturbed. He was disturbed in all of Jerusalem with him. Now, I realize that that in this room here, probably none of us feel this way. None of us think that, that Christmas being celebrated as the birth of our Savior and Lord is a bad thing. We all think it's a good thing. And we all want to keep Christ in Christmas. And yet we need to understand that a lot of our world today does not think the way we do. And they, they, hey, I, I, I'm looking forward to the days off. I'm looking forward to the holidays. You know, even down in San Antonio, Texas, you would think San Antonio with the, with the strong, uh, you know, Catholic influence and, and, and with some very strong uh, evangelical churches down there. But, but let me tell you, the school districts uh, don't have Christmas holidays anymore. They have winter holidays. And, and, and the only way you can sing a Christmas carol is under the guise of being historical. And, and see, that's the way our world has become. Make no mistake about it. There are people that you work with, people that you associate with, people that you're going to see in the malls. And, and, and if it was really the truth in their lives today, it would be, oh, come, let us deplore him. I don't mind the holidays, but I don't want to think about this Jesus, this Savior. That's not who I am, and that's not what I want to think about. Secondly, though, I think there's a, another group. I think probably it's a bigger group. And I think maybe, just maybe, if you don't watch out, you can fall into this group. And they don't mean to sing it, but they come and they sing, Oh, come, let us ignore him. Not deplore, just ignore. How much time are you spending on the other things of Christmas? And how much time are you spending worshiping the one that Christmas is all about? I mean, I just, I really want you to think how much time, when I, when I did this, uh, I did this for myself a while back and, and I thought about, it. okay, now it takes me X amount of hours to put up the Christmas lights. It takes me X amount of hours to put up the Christmas tree. It takes me X amount of hours to go get presents and buy presents, whether I go to the mall or whether I do it online. It takes me all this time, you know, all these different things I'm doing, okay? Now, now, how much time am I actually spending in worship of the newborn king? Does it match up? You see what I'm saying? There's a pastor that I, you know what, we disagree on some things, and you know, in some ways I don't even like the guy, but can, you know what he did? <laughs> you know, sometimes we pastors don't like each other, you know? But he did say, yeah, what? <laughs> but I'll respect him from now on, because you know what? Him and his 
his spouse got up and they said, we have decided in our hearts that we will not give, we will not spend more on Christmas this year than we give special offering to, to, to missions to tell people about Jesus. Wow. I thought to myself, wow. Yeah, I'm a tither. Yeah, I do this, that, and the other. But ha- do I do that? Mm. My son's here today. When he was a little boy, he'd say, No, Dad, don't do that. I want presents, you know? I mean, I... no. <clears throat> but do, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Jesus said, Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Are we focusing on the right things at Christmas? Or does the ledger say all this uh, frivolous stuff, all this stuff that doesn't really matter, and the stuff that really does matter? And and, and where do those things line up? You know, where do they line up? Because I'm going to tell you something. Unless you're an unusual person, you spend more time on the frivolous stuff than you do on the important stuff when it comes to Christmas. I know, I'm being hard this morning, sorry. Oh, come, let us deplore Him. Oh, come, let us ignore Him. Or, what we should do, oh, come, let us adore Him. You ever thought about that word, adore? You know, you may like somebody, but you don't really adore them. I heard somebody say about somebody the other day, they said, I just adore him. And you could feel the emotion. You could feel the passion. You could feel the love. Oh, come, let us adore him. Upon coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and they worshipped him. They bowed down and they worshipped Him. They adored Him. I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to go to Israel to the place where, where they think the shepherds, <clears throat> the shepherds' fields are. But there's a, uh, there's a, a, a church there. Of course, every, every place they think something special happened, there's a, there's a Catholic church sitting there. But you walk into the church, and and they have these huge um, uh, stained glass windows. And the first window shows the shepherds out in the fields, and and they're keeping their you know watch over their flocks. And then you move to the next one, and it has them uh, on the ground, and you see the angel, the the light of the angel speaking to them, and they're afraid. Okay. And, you know, they're, they're there cowering. And then you go to the next one, and it shows them on their way to Bethlehem to see the baby Jesus. And then you go over here, and it shows them in the manger scene, and they're all bowing down in adoration and worshiping. Funny part I didn't tell you. They've got the shepherds and they've got the shepherd's dogs. 
and the dogs are tending the sheep, and then the dogs are cowering in fear, and then the dogs are walking. But then when you get over here to this place, even the dogs are bowing down in worship of the newborn king. And then it shows the last one, it shows them going back to the fields, and they're all praising God, and they're all happy, and they're all cheerful. And, and it even has the dog standing on two legs with his arms up in the air praising God. I always thought that was funny. (laughs) But my question is for you. Are you going to take the time this Christmas and whatever it looks like in your life to leave your regular everyday responsibilities behind? Are you going to take the time to make the journey to the manger? Are you going to take the time to spend time at the manger in adoration and worship of the newborn king? And are you going to know that because when you get up and you leave that time of worship, there's joy and happiness in your heart. You, You want to dance. You want to sing. You want to skip because you've had that experience with the king of kings and the Lord of lords. I'm telling you guys, Christmas is, is what you make it. It's what you make it. And it can, be, it, it, it can be nothing more than a really, really busy time of year that wears you out. Or it can be a wonderful time of focusing on God's great love for us. Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye Oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the king of angels. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. Christmas this year will be what you make it. Will what you make it bring joy to our Lord?